So we've got a bunch of stuff we're talking about this week because we had a bunch of stuff that happened this week. So I think this is going to be a better podcast than what we've had in the last couple weeks. (laughs) We'll see how that works out. (laughs) Anyway, you found the Shays Lounge. This is Cricket. This is Vaughn. And what are we going to start with this week? Well, I noticed you've got quite a few things written down that we could talk about. I have a whole page of stuff, which is cool. You know, I know we always talk about trying to find the good things to talk about, but sometimes you got to talk about other stuff as well. And I, just the surprise hearing the news about Chadwick Bozeman this week. Yeah, I mean, we hate to start off on such a sad subject, but um, it, it was a shock to everybody. Yeah. Uh, like, nobody knew he was sick. Um, he was 43 years old. Um, he passed due to um, colon cancer, which is odd for somebody that young. I mean, and, he, and it said that he'd been fighting it for four years. That means he was diagnosed with that at age 39. Yeah. In 2016, while he was basically while he was filming Black Panther and getting ready to film Endgame, and he. He did like five movies while he was dealing with um, colon cancer, which just speaks for his level of commitment and and you know how much he was willing to put himself out there. Yeah, it's crazy that he made it through all that. I mean, there there were actually there were a lot of memes that were going around um, here recently that were making fun of his weight loss, calling him the Crack Panther. And, you know, saying that quarantine has, has turned him into something that, that it wasn't good. And, you know, he needs to really watch himself because he's not Black Panther anymore. And how is he ever going to maintain that role? Well, you know, he was dying of stage four cancer. So maybe people should mind their business because you don't know well, what somebody's going through. that's just the world we live in today. I mean, people, if it was probably so you saw something on social media because you're talking about memes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what 95% of social media is today. Mm-hmm. It's all negative crap. It's like people are just going around trying to find someone to talk crap about, figure out a way to make somebody look bad, and that's just the world we live in. Yeah. And people like to tear other people down to build themselves up, and and it it's not good. But, you know, we really, we're going we're gonna to miss Chadwick. You know, he was a an amazing um, addition to the, the Marvel Universe, and he really brought Black Panther to life and did a really good job. Yeah, he, he really did. I mean, Black Panther was an amazing movie. And I, I actually heard, um, well, talking about memes, but one that I saw here recently said that um, they don't think that Marvel should replace him as an actor. Um, they should allow the girl that plays Shuri to take over Black Panther. Take over the mantle. Take over the mantle of Black Panther, which which would fit because Shuri became Black Panther in some of the comics, so it wouldn't be too far fetched. Yeah. To have her kind of ascend to that role, and I can see it. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, she could she could take over running Wakanda. She could take over because she's obviously smart enough to do it. Well, yeah, smartest <laughs> one there. <laughs> And uh, you know, it it would be it would be another female led superhero, which would be kind of cool too, because we need all of those we can get. And, and, and that's just one of those other things that kind of makes you think. It's it sucks that we're still in a, in a, a time where it's like you're saying we we could use all we could get. It should have been the norm by now. Yeah, I, no, I agree, but it, it, you you got to look at all the superheroes that have kind of come, or the movies anyway, not not the comics because the comics are very widely diverse and, but just the movies that have been made, little boys get to put themselves in the place of Tony Stark, in the place of Captain America, they get to see themselves on screen, and people of color. And women don't have that as much, especially people of color. Women of color don't have it at all. There, there are no what well, domino. 
Domino, I think, is the first um, person of color, female, who was on screen. And they flip. You remember all the controversy over that? The one that they flipped the, j- they the flip, race. They flipped the race oh, okay. on because in the comics she's white, and in the in Deadpool she's black. Right. But um, that I mean, there, there's not a whole lot for anything other than little boys to see themselves on screen. So when um, when you had Wonder Woman who came in, that gave little girls to look at. They gave gave little girls a, a superhero to look at and to identify with, which was pretty awesome. Um, and then you had Black Panther, which was the first big screen person of color. We had Storm, too. I mean, she's a big character in Marvel. But she wasn't the main character. She was still kind of a tertiary character over to the side. She wasn't running the main storyline. Well, yeah, she wasn't a main storyline character. And she didn't have her own movie. So that I, I think represent basically when I I'm using a lot of words to say representation is important. Yeah. You you need these people on screen that are different, um, so that you know kids get to see themselves in in all of this stuff and they get to identify with the superheroes that they're seeing on screen. And uh, T'Challa was a was a big part of that um, for little boys. And, you know, I'm proud that he was able to, that Chadwick Boseman was able to do such a good job. And and while he was fighting cancer, he went around to hospitals and schools and... And visiting and, kids with cancer and stuff like that. Exactly. Because so. and, and, he, and, and I'm sure he could relate to them a whole lot more because he knew what they were going through. Even if he didn't tell anybody that he knew what they were going through, he still did and was able to really, really help these little kids out. And they, and they got to see their favorite superhero, which is cool. Yeah, because Black Panther was an awesome character. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just seeing some of the, the confidence in him, it wasn't like, I don't know, I guess it's not overconfidence, but it's just seeing the, the power that, that character, that he even gave that character himself. One thing I liked about T'Challa as a character is he's quiet real quiet and it's the quiet ones you got to watch out for right because they're the ones that are going to kick your butt and you're just not you're not expecting it yeah so but um just kind of using that as a jumping off point i've actually got a news article that we probably need to talk about that relates back to chadwick boseman and uh his cancer diagnosis because let's see let me find it um Normally, colon cancer hits people above the age of 60, so it's a little weird to have somebody who is diagnosed at age 38, Um, but they're finding that more and more and more. Um, People under the age of 50 are getting more diagnoses for this type of cancer. So it might be a good idea, instead of waiting until you're 40 to go get checked, go get checked when you're 30. Go get checked when you're 35. You know, just make that part of your... So that's something I've always said, too, that I need to start getting checked for, like, stuff like that more often. Mm-hmm. Because what scares me the most about that kind of stuff is it seems like most of the times when you hear about somebody, it's always, yeah, we found it too late. Yeah. If we'd have just found it sooner. If we'd have just found it sooner. Yeah. yeah. But I think the reason they can do that, though, is because people are... Are almost afraid to go because they don't want to know if they've got it. That's what keeps men out of doctor's offices. Because we don't want to know if we got they don't, it. They don't want Just, to know. Yeah. And, and sadly, that's how a lot of men are. Um, you know, they're they're sick a lot longer than they than they need to be, and um, they end up having problems because of it and leaving their wives and kids alone. So maybe you should go get checked out. Maybe we'll make a, an appointment for you. Yeah, it's probably about that time to get the old pooper <laughs> checked. <laughs> Nobody wants to be but checked you, out. If, if but you're going to call around and find a doctor to get me checked, just ask one question to all of them. How tall are you? No, I don't care how tall they are. Uh-huh. How big are their hands? <laughs> <laughs> if 
they walk in and I see their hands look like they're about you know knuckle draggers. I'm like, yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for someone with small hands. <laughs> Don't want the man hands. Gotcha. Well, we'll we'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, we had a hurricane this last week. Well, well, we sort of had a hurricane. Texas and Louisiana had a hurricane. Right. and We had two all, hurricanes, actually. Yeah, and all the news stations were like, yeah, it's going to come right at this area that we're in. And it was weird because we were sitting there watching it. And I left, you know, several of us left work early because we were trying to get home mm-hmm. before it hit. Because, you know, we work night shift. And... We hauled butt home for something that never really happened. Right. Because was, where the hurricane was headed in our hometown, it's almost like it was headed right toward us. And then right before it got to us, it was like, oh, oh, nope, nope, nope. And it kind of turned off to the right. It really did. It missed us by about 20 miles. Yeah. It just, I mean, we caught some wind. We had about a half inch of rain. And they were expecting like six inches mm-hmm. if it wouldn't have changed course. I mean, if it wouldn't have changed course late minute. Then, yeah, it would have hit directly right on top of us. Yes, absolutely. And it would have been bad. But it curved off to the right and missed us by a little bit. And it was weird because, like, you expect all this horrible weather during a hurricane. But it was like a couple of days later we had a rainstorm where we got, like, way more rain than we did during a hurricane. We got two inches of rain during yeah. that rainstorm and, and got half an inch during the hurricane. Yeah. And the hurricane, sick. all we got was a few high winds. I mean, there's some tree limbs down here and there, but... Other than that, around here, it wasn't all that bad. But I know that there's, I mean, some of those places that it did hit dead on are just. They're it devastated. Got, it got hit hard. Yeah, they're devastated. Um, I know it was got real close a few times of being a Category 5. Yeah. I don't know if it ever actually reached a Category 5, but they said the wind speeds were real close to reaching it. Mm-hmm. Well, Laura was, was one of those really scary hurricanes because. It hit the Gulf and just kept getting stronger and kept getting stronger and kept getting stronger and then slammed into the land and stayed strong, you know, and, and so you you want it to slow down when it hits land. You want it to stop rotating, you know. Well, the problem is the land speed slowed down, but, the, but rotation, the wind speed did not. It actually gained. Yeah, and so it was, it was a very scary hurricane. There's a lot of devastation down in South Texas and in like Lake Charles, Louisiana, got a direct hit. Yeah. There's a lot of damage in Lake Charles. And, uh, you know, the coastline and everything really got hit hard. But thankfully, um, once it got inland, it kind of turned into a just a bad rainstorm. Yeah. Which was good. I don't think it spawned any tornadoes. Did you hear about any tornadoes? No, I did not. And that was one of the biggest... Uh, fears they had up in our area mm-hmm. and a little north of us that they were they were fully expecting there to be some uh, tornadoes that came out of it mm-hmm. but none that i heard of well i mean that, that's not bad news so and, and i can tell you that that happened did that happen thursday night what's that the the hurricane was that thursday no that was wednesday, wednesday. wednesday. that was wednesday wednesday night okay so i didn't have to go to work thursday until one o'clock because they weren't sure what the hurricane was going to do and they wanted to open up late um to make sure that you know there was no trees down over the road and make sure the power was back on you know they just they they opened us up late um which was which was fine i got to sleep in on thursday so that was nice and then thursday night when i came home from work in honor of the hurricane, <laughs> I, I went by the liquor store on my way home and got all the stuff to make hurricanes. Because I was like, well, you know, the hurricane didn't hit our house, so I might as well hit the hurricanes. And um, I called Vaughn. No, Vaughn called No, I me. called you. And that was one of the funniest that I knew immediately how trashed she was. <laughs> Because when I called her, she answered the phone like this. Hey, it's my husband. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then she's like, I'm drinking hurricanes. And they're good. And I'm like, apparently they're strong as well. 
<laughs> well, if it tells you anything, I made a double hurricane and it filled up a Yeti cup. So there was basically eight shots of alcohol and then, you know, the juice mixers and everything in there. And I drank the whole thing and it was really good. And you got trashed. And I got trashed and I woke up with a hangover the next morning. I'm not going to lie. I woke up late. I didn't have to. I didn't have to work on Friday. I took a day off, and uh, it's a good thing too because I woke up hungover off that hurricane. But it was fun. <laughs> yep, yeah, it was kind of an interesting phone call. <laughs> Here I am driving around at work while you're at home drinking alcohol. It's okay. We both got drunk last night though, so. Because I had a hurricane again, and I, I wasn't nearly as drunk last night as I was on Thursday night. Well, I didn't really get drunk, but... You had some beers. Yeah. Well, it's funny, because like, you know, that used to be like a ritual with me and some of my buddies that, you know, Saturday nights, mm-hmm. that was drunken Call of Duty nights. <laughs> <laughs> and we were actually talking about that last night, because we were playing, and... His wife wanted to come join us. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to take away somebody's spot. And we're like, no, you, we, we've always got a spot for you. But, but she's like, yeah, but if y'all are playing with this guy and this guy, I don't want to take one of their spots away. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. And then he'd actually said that he'd mentioned to his wife that, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, Saturday nights used to be our drunken Call of Duty nights. But, you know, we've got one of our guys that just hardly plays anymore. And one we don't want to ever hear from. So it's just the two of us <laughs> that play pretty much now. But uh, his his wife plays with us, and it's it's a lot of fun playing with her. She's, I mean, she's just like us. She's not very good, <laughs> and that's what she. That, it's funny because that's one thing she was worried about. But we're like, we're both telling her like, but we're not good, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> you don't have to be good at those games to have fun at them. No, and that's the whole point. Yeah, and yeah, we get aggravated when stuff happens, but. You know, we're not those guys that play that expect to win all the time because we really don't. I mean, we mm. got super excited because we got like a second place finish the other day. And then the next round, we finished like 57th and then 60-something. And we're like, <laughs> dang it, what happened? But, you know, we, we, we play to have fun. And, you know, we, we always try to think of different crappy ways to kill people in this game. So, like, okay, like the other day, we, we were playing. And if anybody's familiar with these... Uh, Warzone type uh, battle royales, you always have this incoming storm mm-hmm. or gas that makes you that forces everybody to a central location. And we were driving a vehicle, getting away from the storm or the gas, and we passed by another vehicle. And I knew there was people behind us. I knew it because they shot at us. And so I was going about and I stopped the truck. And I hopped out, and of course, my buddy, he was like, whoa, whoa, what are we stopping here for? And I said, just hang on a second. And I had one of those proximity mines, like a little bouncing Betty. Right. And I went over, and I ran, and I placed it right in front of this truck. And I was like, I'm hoping somebody goes for that truck. This never works, but I'm hoping somebody does. And then all of a sudden, he, as we were getting back in the truck, he goes, oh, there's somebody coming up right now. And I was like, no, no, don't shoot him, don't shoot him, don't shoot him. Well, he, he shot at him a couple of times, and then they get in the truck, and as soon as they move the truck... <laughs> proximity mine blows you know goes off and blows them up and i'm like yes it never worked i can't believe that worked i was so excited <laughs> well we got to run over there and pick up his crap and take off going from the from the uh deal again so it, it was kind of fun because like well, i say we're always looking for interesting ways to really just jack with people in that game one of my one of my favorite kill cams that you ever had was i think it was on black ops on that snow map i can even tell you the guy's gamer tag because i still got that video clip Chaotic karma. I know which one yeah. you're talking about. And, and, and so, so Vaughn um, noticed a guy that was using the RC car. RCXD. RCXD. He was actually. I didn't know he was using it. He was. He was crouched down. He was crouched down camping. Camping. Sniper camping. Yes. And then he pulls out his little RC car because they had they had a, a, a little weapon in there that you could use. It was an RC car that had like C4 on it or right. something. You could run it up into a room and it had a little camera on it so you could see where it was going and, and you could blow people up with your little RC car. But while you were using the RC car, your little character is just sitting on the map completely exposed and anybody can come jack with you. Right. So Vaughn found one of these guys, Chaotic Karma. 
And I remember that gamer tag. I'll so, never forget it. Yeah, so he sneaks up behind the guy and then puts down um, Claymore. a Claymore. And the Claymore trips if you move. Right. So this guy got his kill with his little RC car. You're, you're getting it wrong. Okay, well, go, you tell Okay, me. because that was my big thing. That's why you know, everybody liked having C4 and grenades that could throw people. I always carry Claymore because... If I could sneak up behind somebody that was camping somewhere, I would always put that claymore on them. Mm-hmm. And my normal thing is like if I found somebody doing it, I'd run up behind them, I'd drop the claymore, and I always made sure I had a gun that didn't have a suppressor on it. And I would back up from behind them and just start shooting up in the air. Because then on their little mini map, the little red dot would show up right behind them. Right. Well, then they would turn around to come get me. And as soon as they turned around, claymore boom, would trip. claymore would get them. <laughs> But this guy, he was camping on that snow map, and I went all the way around the outside. I mean, I was like, that was my goal, because this dude already got me like three times. I'm like, I'm not going to get you to shoot you. I'm going to really rub it in. Right. But I managed to get all the way around the map behind him, and I found him where he was at. He was next to this rock. So I go up behind him, and I drop the claymore right behind him. And as I was backing up to get ready to start shooting in the air, that's when he got his kill that he needed for his rcxd kill streak so he pulls out the rcxd and as soon as the rcxd moved it set off the claymore and blew up the rcxd oh, the c4 yeah, that's and him right that's right that's right so he was probably thinking what the hell just happened but it was funny because i, I was my guy was like i saw him and i was like jumping up and down like i got all <laughs> happy that i got to him you see my little character in the video like jumping towards the guy and then he drops the claymore behind him and then I started jumping back because I was trying to get the guy to hear me, mm-hmm. so he would turn around. But it, <laughs> that, yeah, that was my deal. I was I was always doing that. I'd find somebody camping like in a window, mm-hmm. and I went up like put one in the stairwell. And I'd run up there and start shooting, and I'd run out or I'd throw something, or one of the other guys would like throw a grenade up in there. Mm-hmm. And of course, the guy would hear the grenade going off, hit the ground, so he'd go running down the stairs to try to get away. And hit that claymore. And hit the claymore. But that's, that was my main goal every game was try to find somebody I could get with a claymore. <laughs> claymore and RPGs. RPGs yeah, I love. Yeah, you and your noob tubing. No, not noob tubing. That's it's different. Noob tubing. No. Noob tubing is different than using RPGs. Okay, so explain the difference. The noob tube is the grenade launcher that you attachment you put on a gun. Oh, okay. That's noob tubing. But RPGs and like the last couple of Call of Duty games that I played was always my highest kill total weapon that I had in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first game, it was the first gun or weapon in this latest Call of Duty game that I got the gold camo for. Yeah, and the gold camo is you have to it's just do all certain yeah. things in order to get the gold camo. And if you have the gold camo, it means that you've gone through this gauntlet of you have to get this many kills on this map and you have to get this many kills well, here. Well, this many kills, uh, so many double kills, so many of these kills, so yeah. many of those kills, so many of this, so many of that. And then you have like all these different weapon type, all these like four or five different types of launchers. And if you get gold in all of them, then you unlock the platinum camo. Mm-hmm. But then I went a step further that they have with the RPG, and I got one that looks makes the RPG like, look like it's made out of black obsidian rock. Right. And the only way you get that one is you had to get five kills in 150 different matches. Mm-hmm. So 150 times you had to get five kills. And once I, I realized I was, I wasn't paying attention to that, and I said, oh, I just wonder where I'm at on that. And I was at like 25. I'm like, Okay, I'm determined now. So every game of multiplayer I played, I would not shoot a gun. I wouldn't throw a claymore. I mean, I wouldn't use a grenade. Nothing. I know. I may. It may have took me a half a round to do it, and I was <laughs> five and thirty. But I would not pull a trigger or do anything until I knew I got my five kills, my RPG, and then I'd go about my game. Right. And I finally unlocked that dead gun obsidian camo. It's the only one I've got obsidian, but it's freaking awesome and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And if I get a kill cam in it, I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that beautiful obsidian RPG. And and I guess I like using RPG so much because it pisses people off. It really does. And like I, I like one of my buddies that I play with, not in the normal one, but he actually gets mad sometimes when I use it 
because we'll play on the, the, the one of them small maps. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there just shooting everybody, doing our little thing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. So I pull out my RPG and start shooting it around everywhere and just getting constant kills with it. And then he'd be like, dude, quit doing that crap. <laughs> because the other team would get pissed off. Right. And the next thing you know, half or more of their other team is doing doing the same thing. So there's like RPGs just going off everywhere, and you can't hardly move without getting blown up by an RPG. But <laughs> it's funny to know that I did that to change the way the entire other team was playing the round. Right. Because they got mad. Because they, they got mad because they had to try to – it's that, it's that Call of Duty mentality. You know, somebody gets you, you're determined to get them back. <laughs> and whichever way they got you. So it was fun. Oh my gosh! And like my buddy, like, and it, 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 I love what, one thing I love about playing with him. The guy that I do play with all the time is in this in the war zone. Is he always carries C four? Mm-hmm. And it, and it's like I could almost hear the excitement in his voice when we when we hear a vehicle on the map, and you see the red vehicle coming towards you on the map. You can almost hear the excitement he's getting because I don't. I can't even begin to, to describe or say how many times I've seen a car driving by and then I see his little character chunking C4 over there toward him and then boom, and I see Team Wipe. And I hear him giggling, yeah, I got some more. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets so many kills off vehicles with the dang C4. It's so funny. Because it's like his, I think that's like his, like mine was the RPG. Mm-hmm. It's like his goal is to get C4 kills with people with vehicles. Well, I think everybody has their own favorite way of getting kills. Yeah. So, yours is claymores and RPGs. And yep. I would rather kill you with an RPG than a gun. It's more funny that way because I know it pisses people off. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's been so many times I've been playing, I hear somebody yelling, that with the RPG, that guy with the RPG. And I'm like, yay, that's me. They're talking about me. <laughs> But actually, we actually discussed some stuff about you last night while we were playing. Oh. Uh, because you used to play a lot of Call of Duty with us. I did. I liked Black Ops and Black Ops 2. And we were going to see about possibly getting you restarted into it with it again. Because my buddy and his wife that was playing, that we, I played with a lot. Because mm-hmm. his wife started playing and she enjoys it. And she's like, say, she's like, a, she realizes that you can enjoy a game without being that good at it, but right. we are not very good at that game. Right. But we're going to get you back involved in it, I think. Okay. We're going to try to, because she was like, yeah, that would be fun for all four of us to play, because you can play four man squads, and I think that'd be cool. Well, I've got to get a mic, because I don't have like a headset or a mic. I've got anything. a spare one. Okay. Well, then, then we're good. I keep a spare one just in case, but I have a spare one, and it's a good one. Okay. So. Yeah. We've oh. got that covered. I'll give it a try. And the War Zone is free to play, so you don't have to pay anything for the game. And Perfect. if you do, I've got the digital copy, and we can just make that one my home Xbox, and you can play it in there. But Okay, real quick, for any gamers that are out there that don't know this trick, describe well, I'm sure what, everybody knows that by now. Describe it so that you, so that people who maybe have not heard of it can... Oh, okay. I so, like, we, I got into, like, there was a lot of games that she and I played together... And I was all about buying the discs. I liked having the disc. But if there's games that we wanted to play together, we'd have to go out and buy two copies. Right, and that gets really, really expensive, expensive. Really fast. But then, you know, somebody mentioned it to me a few years ago. And they're like, well, why don't you just do the file share? I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm like, dude, get the digital copy. And then I'll, I'll show you what to do. And there was some game that came out, so I went and said, all right, fine. I got the digital copy. And I downloaded it on my Xbox. And he said, all right, now what I want you to do, he said, go on your, on your other Xbox that your wife uses. He said, log into it under, as your account. And then switch that Xbox. You can go into the settings and say, make this my home Xbox. And you do that. And then you can go. And then any game that you got the digital copy on, on your original one, can download to that one for free now. Right. So we can get the double copy by making that one my home Xbox because I've actually got it downloaded on the one in my game room. 
and I can make that one my home Xbox in the living room. And any any digital games I have downloaded in there, you can download on this one as well. So it's like a like an interesting little hack that you could do. A little file can, share deal. Where you can have uh, your games on more than one Xbox without having to pay for them right. twice. Yeah, because it's just a digital copy that you're getting. Yeah. But I used to like having the actual copy, but and that's I guess maybe that was part of it. I've got an old school disc, but now it's not necessary. Yeah. So what do you have written down that you want to talk about? Because we've talked we've about gotten a bunch most of, stuff. of it. I mean, uh, yeah, that's pretty much most of the stuff that I had done. I mean, we only other thing that's been going on is online schooling for the kids and how what kind of issues we've been having with that. We found out that for a week almost. I've been watching my kids do their work, and I've been checking it, make sure it's done. But for some reason, it wasn't sending, or we didn't know it wasn't sending. Mm-hmm. And then Cricket over here gets a letter from, a message from one of my son's teachers said he hadn't done any of his work for a week. And I'm like, bull crap. But we got in there and realized it wasn't loading up right, and we had to go through all kinds of crap. And then just to, it's like they sat back and tried to figure out ways to make this crap difficult. Yeah, there's like three layers of crap you have to go through just to get to the actual lesson thing that they have to finish and turn in exactly and, and you know I, it's like click on this then this then this then this then this then this and this and then there's the assignment and then once you get that done then you have to go back over here and do this and this and this to turn it in uh, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate and we're lucky because uh i mean i guess we're lucky because we work on opposite shifts so vaughn can take care of them during the day and i can take care of them at night uh, but you know, for parents who are having to trust their kids to get this done on their own because the parents are at work, you know that that's that's tough. And, and I'm not sure why they had to make it so dang complicated to do these assignments. It's like they're they're trying to force you into failing at the online classes so that you'll have to go back to the school. Oh, it's like that snarky comment comment you got from one of the uh, from that teacher. Yeah. Said, "Oh, well, maybe you should just consider sending your child to school instead of doing this online stuff." And I was all, uh, uh, "Excuse you, bitch, please." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not putting my child's health in danger just because you can't figure out how to do a simple assignment. Yeah. Or make the assignments more simple so that my kid can can take care of them. You know, I. I don't know. I and and things like math is difficult when you don't have a teacher right, you know, over you teaching you how to how to do the math. So I'm wondering if they need to change the way they do the math stuff to where they um, they have it as a Zoom call so that the so that the teacher can actually show them how to work problems. Because I don't know how this online thing is going to work for something like math where you need to have kind of hands on um, hands on training. On, on how to do it. What are you reading? Just keep talking. <laughs> don't worry about me. Well, I am worried about you because you're you're lost somewhere and I don't know where you're at. Um, oh, they actually have... Uh, this is a completely different... Well, it, it's not completely different because we were talking about COVID in schools and why I don't want to send the kids to school. Uh, but they have confirmed that a guy in Hong Kong was reinfected by a second strain of COVID after he originally got infected with a different strain. So they're it sounds thinking, like this guy needs to tighten up his personal hygiene or right? something. Right, but they're they're thinking that herd immunity, which is what we were hoping we would get before before we got the vaccine, um, because you need sixty percent or better herd immunity before people stop spreading yeah. diseases um, or, or slow down spreading diseases. And um, we were hoping that, you know, we could get herd immunity so that this stuff would stop spreading. But if it's mutating that fast, it, herd immunity is going to be completely useless. Irrelevant. Yes, because people are going to get one strain and then they're going to get another strain and then they're going to get another strain. And this... <laughs> You know, everybody talks about this being the new normal, but this this really may be the new normal where we all wear masks everywhere we go and we don't shake hands and we sanitize everything because 
I don't see COVID going away anytime soon, especially if it's mutating that fast. Right. And that's, uh, you know, it's scary. scary. It's scary. Because, you know, we were talking with some friends the other night. Um, COVID is one of those things that hits you weird. Some people, it hits you, and it's like having a cold, and you're fine. And then other people, it kills. And we can't seem to predict which people that's going to happen to. Because there are people who are in their 70s who get COVID, and they have a bad cough for a little while, and then they're fine. But it's also causing strokes in people who are less than 30. And, and we don't know what the cause is. Yeah. Other than they had COVID, and we know it's affecting them. But, and, and they're also, um, I've got a, let's see... Let's see. Uh, okay, so this is the article about the reinfection. Um, but I had seen something earlier about um, kids. You know, they had talked about kids not spreading the virus to people, but they have discovered asymptomatic children are spreading the virus to adults. So, that whole topic about, oh, just send the kids to school because even if they get it, they're not going to spread it, is, you know, we have found out that that's not true. So, I'm giving, hmm. I'm giving schools in Texas about another four weeks before it's running rampant. They start shutting it down again? Yeah. And, and they're going to have to shut it down again. But, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um Maybe they ought to do like the NBA bubble. All the kids are going to school, just send them to school and then make them stay there until school's over with. <laughs> Can't spread it if they never get out of the bubble. <laughs> That's true. But I do like how serious some of these, these teams are taking this whole bubble thing. I don't know what team it was, but I'm not even sure which bubble sport it was, but this one guy got quarantined for two weeks. Mm-hmm. He didn't test positive for COVID, but he broke one of their one of their COVID protocols. Right. I don't remember. I don't. Even, I can't even tell you what it was that he did. I'd have to look it back up and just make me think about it. But him just breaking one of those protocols, they quarantined his butt, and he. I think it was. Man, I wish I could remember what sport it was, but he missed like several Quite games because of it because. They're like, no, you got to realize we're not playing with this crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got this in place, and it that's what it has to be. And and that and I don't see why how that can't be used everywhere mm-hmm. because they're they're taking all these precautions and they're laying down these rules and say you follow these rules or this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think there's even a deal like you know if you break so many protocols. Your quarantine stuff is over. You're out. Mm-hmm. You can't seem to follow the rules. So you're done. And it makes you think about it. You know, it doesn't matter how many rules people put in place or how many precautions these anyone puts in place. If the people won't follow it, it's completely freaking pointless. It, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, right. yeah, people could have the, the, the argument that the government is totally handling this whole crisis wrong Mm -hmm. and yeah there's faults okay i I get that but there's a lot of these government officials that are putting procedures in place and then people just don't want to follow them Mm -hmm. they're screaming about my freedoms are more important than your safety and it's it's made me realize Especially in the last eight or nine months, how selfish we are as a nation. Yeah. Because wearing a mask is not for you. It's for the other guy. It's not going to prevent you from catching COVID. What it's going to do is it's going to prevent you from passing it to somebody. Because you may not know that you have it. Because you may and not know that And that's the thing. Well, I don't have it. You could have gotten it 12 days ago and you may not know for a few more days. And you're spreading it around to everybody. How many plague rats did we see in Walmart yesterday? A lot. Bunch. We've got a we've got a statewide mask mandate 
um, for the entire state of Texas. On top of that, Walmart across the nation has said you cannot come into our stores without wearing a mask. But they will not let their employees confront people who are not wearing a mask. So it's basically a toothless mandate. It's all bark, no bite. All bark, no bite. Well, they won't let people do that because there's been so many people that have worked in other places that have been freaking killed over this crap. Yeah, absolutely. They tell, yeah, we require killed. people to wear it, but we're but don't force anybody to do it because there's been too many people hurt and killed and injured just because they were trying to enforce, enforce the, the rules. Right. And that's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. You don't have a constitutional right to go to Walmart. No. Go somewhere else. Get your groceries online. Yep. You know. Yeah, it's not against the law to make you wear a mask. Did you know? You may you may not have known this, but George Washington had all of his troops vaccinated during um, during the Revolutionary War, and that's considered one of the reasons why we won the war is because his people were not suffering from smallpox the way that other people were suffering. And he mandated it. So if the father of our nation can sit there and say, no, you will get vaccinated for smallpox, then I think the slight inconvenience of wearing a mask when you go into Walmart, get over yourselves. Wear a mask. Quit being selfish. But I can't breathe in this mask. Then you got some issues. Yeah, there, there've been. Yeah, there. Well, there was a guy that I think we've already talked about this before on the podcast. But there was a guy that made a video. He wore like those blue and white masks that everybody get, like the surgical type looking mask. That he had, he wore like ten of these things at one time and ran a five k. Yeah. And there's there's a guy who runs um, he runs marathons, um, with a breathing mask on he does it and this was before covid he ran with a breathing mask on because he has allergies that are so bad that he can't get around any type of pollen so he wears a breathing mask at all times while he's running and wins marathons so that's what i don't think has anything to do with being able to breathe through a mask Mm -hmm. it's just Somebody doesn't want somebody else telling them what to do. And I and I completely understand. There are there are people who have legitimate medical conditions that will prevent them from wearing a mask. I get that. There are some people who fall on the autism spectrum that cannot have things touching their face. Right. I get that. Everybody else needs to wear a mask. But that's why they have stuff in place for those people that have whatever condition that doesn't that says they can't wear a mask. Fine. Keep your butt outside our store. Right. Like you said, you don't have a constitutional right to shop here. Right. You can go somewhere else. Or almost everybody has curbside stuff. Mm-hmm. You can order your stuff online. You go up there. You pick it up. Or have someone else go get your stuff for you. We, at, at my work, have just just this week started allowing people back into the lobby of our building. And there were three people that I had to tell to put a mask on. One of them refused. And so we did everything outside. Mm-hmm. And, and it was fine. They said, oh, I don't have a mask. I said, okay, that's fine. I'll meet you outside. And we'll do everything there. And they were perfectly pleasant about it. Even though we were out in the 100 degree heat. Yeah. But be willing to work with people. Don't don't yell at people over your rights. Don't, you know, because your right to your personal freedom ends where my right to my personal safety begins. Yeah. Well, why don't, why don't y'all do like I've seen some other businesses do. I can't even remember what it was, but they had someone there that had like this package of masks we do 
And then if somebody wants to come inside, say, okay, well, I have a mask that you can wear while you're inside. I offered, I offered okay. her a mask, and, and she chose to not wear one. Wear one. Okay. So we did everything outside. She probably didn't want to mess her makeup up. <laughs> I don't care what her reasoning was. She's not coming inside not wearing a mask. Just not doing it. And, and I don't go anywhere without wearing a mask because I am exposed to enough people on a daily basis that I don't feel safe around other people. Because I don't want to spread it to other people. I don't think, like with your business, it's the, the building is small enough. Your office is small enough. That would keep the front door locked. And if somebody came up and didn't have a mask, it would be like, mm-hmm. Open your, you put a mask on, I'll unlock the door and you come inside. If not, I'll be out there. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have those yahoos. They're going to come in there eventually. Come busting up through the door, going inside, no mask, like Mr. Dick Dillweed guy that was in, the dumb dude that was in uh, that other town that you ran. Oh, that came in and and screamed at me for being a patriot? Yeah, yeah. it offended him that you were wearing a mask. Right. You're going to have those kind of dudes coming in there and... I, I would just, you know what, I'm keeping the door locked. <laughs> you put your mask on, you can come inside. If not, you can stay out there. Put a little mail slot in, you can do everything through the, through the mail slot. <laughs> nope, just how we're doing it. You're not putting a mask on, you ain't coming in here, buddy. Sorry. Well, it cracked my coworker up because I think she thought we were going to be kind of, kind of like Walmart about allowing people to come in that didn't have a mask and being non-confrontational. And I was like, no. She laughed at me when I told that person to, when I told those people that they needed to get out or put a mask on. But I, I told her, I was like, I, we're not letting them in. Did y'all have a sign up on the door that yes. says you would not be allowed inside without a mask? We have a sign on the door that says, past this point, you have to wear a mask. But see, that's when you need to say, past this point, you must be properly wearing a mask. Yeah. Like talking about all the playgrass we saw in, in town this weekend. There was a lot of people wearing masks, but every one of them had it pulled down below the nose. Or had it like a chin strap. Like a chin strap. Like, yeah. dude, that's defeating the purpose. You're an idiot. Yeah. Well, Walmart actually had to put... If you if you look at the signs um, on Walmart where it says, if you come in, you have to wear a mask, it'll say, properly covering your mouth and nose. Because they have had these idiots trying to make a point... Some woman put masks on where it was just covering up her naughty bits, but not her mouth. And she walked into Walmart. She said, well, I'm wearing a mask. It's like, come on, quit trying to prove your point, Karen. Just put a mask on. Trying to be an idiot. Yeah. That's the kind of people you hope that just, hope like that that woman is not procreated at all. Right. That's the kind of stupid you don't want to pass down to kids. Right. So I have got. Um, no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You asked me what I was reading a while ago. Yeah. And this has something to do with what we talked about before about racism in the world. And the reason we have racism is because people were taught this way. Right. Right. This is a quick little thing I want to read. It's from this guy, it's a Hispanic guy that was in the army. He says, I remember when I was in Iraq, I sat in a guard tower with one of my bros who used to hate Mexicans and blacks. He grew up a racist. He was taught to be racist from a child. He told me, you know what, man? You're one of the coolest people I've ever met. Loyal to the death, and I never thought I would say that about a Mexican. Wow. And I told him, well, it's because you were raised to think that way. You were taught that by your parents when you were a child. Oh, did, hang on. Did, did you touch your... Did you touch your... Yep. Okay, start that over because he turned his mic off. Okay, start I'm sorry. Over. It says, I remember when I was in Iraq, I sat in a guard tower with one of my bros who used to hate Mexicans and blacks. He grew up a racist, and he was taught to be a racist as a child. He told me, you know what? You're one of the coolest people I've met and loyal to the death, and I never thought I'd say that about a Mexican. Mm-hmm. And I told him, well, it's because, it, like you said, you were raised to think that way and you, from your parents and other people that are around you, but people bleed the same shade of red. And he said, you know what, bro? I would bleed for you. And I replied, well, I would bleed for you too. Race means nothing when we are both green. And we've got each other's back, and we are brothers. And he said, it was when I was in the military, I realized race means nothing, but the culture you build together is everything. That's exactly right. And that's the only reason that guy was racist, and he admitted it. Mm-hmm. 
that's the reason he was racist because that's the way he was raised. Right, and that's awful. His parents taught him to be that way. That's awful. And that's just, it's disgusting. It absolutely is. Quit teaching your kids to be racist. And quit doing these little, these little things that you think are not racist that are. Um, But I had a question for you. Um, It's a completely different subject than anything we were on. Um, I saw a picture of a protest at the White House the other day. And it had, they had brought a guillotine to the White House. Mm-hmm. So my question is, you know, the the Constitution is pretty, uh, pretty strict about sedition. Mm-hmm. So is that a threat? And is that I would a think seditious, that's kind of a threat. It, but is that a seditious threat? Is that part of a protest? Is that like where does that fall? Does that fall under the First Amendment, where you have the right to say that sort of thing? Does it? Where does it fall when you are overtly threatening to kill a president and are like burning effigies and stuff like that? Where, like in your opinion, where does that fall? Was it an actual working guillotine? Sharp I, blade, ready to cut somebody's head off if they pull the rope? I don't know. It was like a like a half size model. Because you know the ones they had in France, they were they were big Huge. and yeah. This one was you know, it it was six feet tall. And it, it looked like it had been made from stuff they got at Lowe's. Um, I don't know if, if it was a working guillotine. I have no idea. Uh, but it was a guillotine and it was out in front of the White House. And so I mean, is that a threat? Should they be doing stuff like that? I, I, I think I would probably consider that somewhat of a threat. I mean, if somebody come rolling up into my yard bringing a guillotine and there's a bunch of people, I'd be like, uh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I would be getting the guns out and say, you get any closer, you'll be dead before you get a chance to put my head in that guillotine. Right. But you're a private citizen. Right, and that's so, different. So the First Amendment doesn't really apply because it's private property. But a president is not a private citizen. He's a member of government. So does that fall under the First Amendment? I honestly, I don't know. This, Because uh, I, I don't know either. I mean, is that something that's going to get them talked to by the, by the Secret I, Service? I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry, it makes me... I still laugh every time I hear somebody say anything about Secret Service. Why? Because there was a movie. I can't even remember what movie it was, but they had Secret Service in there, and and the bad, the villain in the movie was like, if you're the quote-unquote Secret Service, then why do y'all always tell people you're in the Secret Service? (laughs) It's not very much... It's not a secret if you tell everybody you're there. (laughs) (laughs) I, I... I've actually got a, um, he's not a friend, but he's, he's somebody I've followed for a long time on Twitter. He used to write for Cracked, uh, Cracked.com, and um, he's actually now working for uh, the John Oliver Show in New York. When, uh, when Cracked had their, um, they fired like everybody at Cracked uh, a few years ago, and uh, you know, he was out of work for six eight months but then got hired on by the john oliver show and it was it was really cool you know watching this this progression where he went from one job that he really loved and was really good at to now he's in this other job but having said all that about him he wrote a book called how to fight u.s presidents and it's hilarious and you should read it everybody should read it uh it's by um daniel o'brien and uh, how to fight U.S. presidents. He goes through. When he was a kid, he was told by a teacher, none of you in this classroom is ever going to be president. And that pissed him off. And he said, I will be president one day. So he started studying how to become president. He studied all the presidents throughout the years and how they got into office and realized as he became an adult, there's no way in hell he would ever be president because, number one, he's not a sociopath. And, and number two, he, he's not set up in the right case, you know, in, in, the, in the right class 
to be president. But all of that study and all of that stuff that, that he found out about presidents, he wrote a book about it. And he wrote how you can beat up an American president based on, like, could you beat up George Washington or would he kick your, your butt? Could you beat up Thomas Jefferson or would he kick your butt? You know, and he rates it on a scale of 1 to 10 as to how kickable their butts are. And, of course, George Washington was magical, so, they're, you know, you're not kicking his butt. Right. Because the man came home from battle with bullet holes in his clothes but never got hit by a bullet. And when he decided it was time for him to die, he said, okay, it's my time, and died. He was a wizard, clearly. Right. But then he goes through all this. Well, as he's writing his book and researching his book, he got on somebody's radar. And the Secret Service met him at a bar. He didn't know they were coming. They just showed up and sat down, one on either side of him, and said, we need to talk about this book you're writing. Because they saw how to fight a U.S. president as a threat. And so he had to come to an agreement with the frickin' Secret Service that he would not write about any living presidents. So the last president in his book is Ronald Reagan. Because Hmm. he couldn't write about any other president. He didn't write about Jimmy Carter because Jimmy Carter's still alive. But Reagan had passed at that point, so he skipped. And then everybody else, he's not allowed to put in the book because they were they saw that as like an overt threat. But can you imagine just like sitting in a bar? So that's when he needs to do like a little mini series that after a former president passes away, he does an addition to the book. Yeah, he really like adds needs another to. chapter to it. That's really like an online to. chapter or something. But that'd be kind of neat. But everybody should read that book: How to Fight U.S. Presidents. Everybody should read the book, Zeus Grant's Stupid Wishes. Uh, And I cannot remember who it's by, but it is about, um, it's kind of a thumbnail sketch of most of the mythologies in the entire world. And it is probably the funniest thing I have ever read in my entire life. It is R-rated, it's got a lot of language in it, but it is the funniest book I have ever read read in my entire life. Zeus Grant's Stupid Wishes. Hmm. Everybody should read it. I guess I need to check that one out. Yeah. You definitely do. So I have, uh, I, I apologize. Um, I have no idea how long Vaughn's microphone was turned off. Hopefully it wasn't for very long. Oh, um, yeah, so this may be an interesting podcast, so I apologize for that. But we've actually come to the end. I guess if it didn't work, we'll always just do like a reshoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and fix it. Yeah, or, you know, I don't think it was off for very long, so we should be, we oh, okay. should be fine. Hopefully I think it was not. off for maybe a minute or two. Um, and your mic's crappy, so it probably didn't pick me up. Probably didn't pick you up at all. We'll figure it out. If not, if it turned out bad, we'll just redo it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, uh, we're planning, if, if COVID doesn't kill us by then, to go catch COVID at the Renaissance Fair this year. Oh, there's going to be so many plague mask, plague doctor masks there this year. Uh, no, I'm going to take so many pictures. I do want to try to get us that generator before we go, though. Yeah, that I agree. That needs to be something we need to try to really look hard at trying to get before the time i agree so we can have stuff running instead of sleeping and then trying to get up and while we're trying to make breakfast and stuff we got all the phones charged into the the truck (laughs) charger trying to (laughs) get them charged to make it through the day and all we ought to do too is try to look at see if we can find it was one of the best phone chargers i think we've ever had were those solar powered ones that yeah those were awesome chargers I just mean, don't leave them on the dashboard of your truck in direct sunlight because they explode. Right. But those things were great because you just sit them out in the sun and they'll charge up and you can charge your phone and you don't keep your phone charged without electricity. Exactly. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was very awesome. But definitely need, we need to look at getting one of those generators though. Yeah, so we'll get a generator before RenFest and we don't glamp. We actually camp when we go out. We have a tent that we stay in. We don't have a camper or anything like that. So no air conditioning, no nothing. So we're going to be going probably in like November. I like to go in November when it's cooled Late off a little October, bit. October, early November, something like that when it's a little when it's not 110 degrees in the shade. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And we will talk about that on the podcast when we come back. Exactly. And we'll have lots of pictures that I'll put up on the Instagram, which incidentally is the Shays Lounge 
and on Instagram. You're going to ask me what my Twitter thing is, and I don't care. It's Vaughn Shay 0129. Vaughn Shay 0129 is Vaughn. Cricket Shay at Twitter and um, the Shay's Lounge at Twitter. So, all right. I think we've made it to the end. Another successful or somewhat successful. <laughs> We had some hitches at the beginning, like starting and stopping, and there's some dead air here and there, but I apologize for that. That's just because we're, I mean, it's not like we're professionals here. We're yeah. just kind of figuring this out as we go, so we're, it, we're having fun doing it. I mean, it's a good, it's, it's fun just sitting, just chit-chat, because that's what it really seems like we're doing anyway, so. It really is, and a definite shout out to our, you know, listeners that, that come back every week. Um, I forgot to shout out Erin last week, so I'm definitely going to shout her out this week. Yeah. So, because um, she listens every week, which is pretty nice. Yeah, my buddy that I play with on Xbox, his, his wife was actually saying last night, she goes that she just got through listening to our episode that talked about our son and his awesome game of DayZ. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have Alex back. We got to figure out a time when he can come yes. back and, uh, and talk some more about Dungeons and Dragons and Daisy and some of the other stuff he's been doing. Um, talk about college life now. Absolutely, yeah. College in the time of COVID. COVID so, college. Yeah. So, okay, well, we will see you guys next week. See you then. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Bye.